Hi guys, this is Manny De La Cruz, and in this podcast, we're going to be talking about being a young professional. I'm primarily going to be focusing on the first few years of your career. Certainly, what I'm calling is that transition from the recruiting table to your first desk. Uh, I think there's some very critical things that happen in, say, the first three months, six months, nine months, a year, and through the first couple of years of your career that I kind of want to talk to you about uh, things that you should be uh, keep in mind and um, prepare yourself uh, to make that transition from student to professional. So join me. We'll start off again, very similar to the way I do the, the one for students. We'll break it up into some topics. I am working in general uh, to uh, get start to get set up for some interviews, invite some guests to kind of share their stories to help better prepare you for your future. In this episode, we're going to talk about getting organized at the beginning of a new assignment. Uh, So maybe the techniques and the items that you use to keep yourself organized in school may or may not work now that you're a professional. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. So first of all, I'll say that the lead up to this is going to end up with you figuring out when and how to determine work prioritization through your work list. But the very first thing you got to do is setting up your work list. And there's a couple of different things that you can do to set up a work list. And I guess, you know, depending on what your experience is with using different software, two of the ones that I have used myself that have worked for me and format that was agreeable both to myself and my supervisor were Excel and OneNote. I am a huge uh, OneNote person. I like OneNote because it gives you the ability to, uh, uh, to if you have like a two-in-one tablet or something with a with a touchscreen, you can you can handwrite. And so for me, one of the things that I like to do in order to digest information is to do handwriting over typing just because it just seems to stick with me a little bit better. So I like it from that sense. But also just imagine uh, if you're familiar with OneNote, it's just one giant notebook that you can add pages and folders and subfolders. So it's really up to you, uh, the level of, uh, of detail that you want to organize yourself in. Another thing that you'll find out once you become a professional, there's going to be some sort of email server. Chances are that you work off of Outlook. And I know I'm getting very tactical and specific here, but hey, if you're able to then link your Outlook files and emails and and discussions that you have within and your calendar entries and things of that nature with OneNote and Excel, then you end up having a one-stop shop, right, for the information that you're trying to put together. So when you're putting together your work list, right, so you have to have uh, some basic information on that work list, right? Um, For example, you definitely need to know what the description of the work item that you have is, I always recommend that you color code. Chances are that depending on the job you're going to have, maybe servicing different departments or different groups or different uh, supervisors, uh, or they have uh, maybe different subject matter that you're dealing with. And so color coding is a great visual way to kind of help separate that. And if you're using Excel, uh, you can filter also, it just adds another layer uh, that you can filter by. Um. 
And then you have to, in that, so one thing, the column that I found, or, or a box or, or a space that I found myself uh, taking too long to kind of make a point to fill out was a resource identification. So what do I mean by that? If I'm about, if I have an entry work list item, you know, calculate the minimum thickness of this pipe that's in, you know, acid service. And that was like something very typical that I might have had as a, as a fixed equipment engineer early in my career. Resource identification uh, in hindsight would have been huge. What does that mean? I need to, and I would write that down in that area of my work list, all the resources available to me to solve the problem. And I started one with conceptually what I knew, right? So I could put on there, hey, you know, if I had my, uh, my a textbook that I learned mechanics of solid from or some sort of a materials book that I could use for reference tables, I would put that. And then there might be like government code, right, or guidelines that I would have to read and familiarize myself to make sure that I was working within. So I would identify those. And then I would get to any internal documents that we might need to read, like an ExxonMobil preferred way to do stuff uh, if, 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 it's, if it existed. And then there were the people, right? So people resources are one that I think uh, can get overlooked sometimes. Like who am I going to immediately talk about this item with? Right. Am I going to go talk to another engineer, you know, my buddy, or do I have to go or do I even know who the uh, subject matter experts are that can help me? So saving a spot or getting in the habit of along with the description of the work item that you take some time to identify the resources early is going to get you a heck of a lot more efficient in the long run. Uh, remember, the end goal here, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit, is work prioritization. Because one thing is writing the items down. Two is knowing what to work first. Uh, of course, the other items that should be on there are a status, you know, some area for uh, notes or updates that you f frequently go back and look at or make uh, dated entries into. And you certainly have to have an idea of when the item is due, Right. So it sounds like a very simple, practical heat thing here that I'm saying, hey, get a list going. It's, uh, it's a little bit more involved than just a to-do list. Like, Make sure that you're mindful of how you're going to identify a category of work that it might be, right? That you understand what resources are available to you separately, right, from the description. And make sure that you have an idea of how long the work item has been open. That means, hey, you put a date assigned or the date started, and then you put yourself a due date. The other important part is to categorize, give it some sort of a priority. So one thing, I mean, and I've seen a com combination of stuff. Some people use a one, two, three, you know, one being the most highest priority, three being the lowest. I've seen a one through four. I've seen a color code, red, green, yellow. Uh, there's a variety of ways that you can... Um, that you should think about of how to label the work list items. That way you have an idea of what you need to work, right? And so one thing that we used or I used at work was a one through four system, one being the highest priority, four being the lowest. And that just happened to match up with the way we looked at things internally. So it made more sense from a, from a talking work list items out to go ahead and follow that designation, the last thing that I'll put on here about uh, the work list itself, I'm going to tell you, hey, cons consider going digital as much as possible. I still see, and it, and it amazes me sometimes that I still see people using these uh, yearly planners and still putting stuff on print 
And one thing that I find, especially in this day and age, is that if you start getting into the habit of using digital tools available to you, and I'm talking simple stuff like your cell phone, your laptop, you start getting very creative and you start to really understand what the capabilities of these uh, items are, right? And so you, uh, you can link, I was mentioning this earlier, you can link all your files, all your messages, all your contacts, all your conversations, all your spreadsheets. You can really get creative with how you organize yourself if you make it a habit to go digital, right? Um, otherwise, you'll find yourself, uh, again, I've seen people with very thick planners that they're flipping through or they go back and they're trying to find notes. And in this day and age with the where with where technology is, there's absolutely zero reason why you should still be on paper. Now, granted, if you work in a place that doesn't provide you those tools, uh, that's a different story. Right. At that point, you can't help it unless uh, you see the investment worth it and you start bringing your own tools. And hopefully you don't work at a place that where that has to happen. But. It's not uncommon that that, uh, that that is the case. So the real gold, what's going to separate you apart from some of your peers, if you're thinking about this correctly, is your ability to create and develop work prioritization. Step number one is getting a handle on a good list and keeping yourself organized. And so the second part is now going to be uh, communicating as part of your brand that uh, you know what the priority of work is. And so this doesn't happen immediately, okay? And so, for example, I'll give you uh, my take and how I kind of looked at this from uh, from my role as the engineering and supervisor and my role in operations that I, that I previously had. And so I always kind of looked at folks and I said, if I got a brand new employee within the first six months, I just want to see if they can even create a list. If they can even demonstrate to me that they have a method to their madness to kind of help track progress of work and kind of help facilitate uh, conversations that uh, I may have with, uh, with them. Right. So I and I wasn't one of those supervisors that said this is the format that I want. Uh, there are some supervisors that say, hey, I want you want I want it in this format because it makes it easy for them. I wasn't. I was more interested in to know how that person operated. And I wanted that list to make sense to them because in reality, they were going to be the ones working with it uh, the majority of the time. And so typically, you know, in that nine months, you, you know, from six to nine month range, now I wanted to know, uh, I wanted to start f- getting their opinions as to what they thought the work priority was, right? So typically by, by, by that standpoint, so in the first six months, I go, I would say, hey, based on your work list, let's agree that you're going to work A, B, and C first and C and D can just wait. And I would be very vocal about what I felt the priority should be, and I would feed them that. At the six to nine months, then I start asking questions, well, what do you think is important? And I'm trying to gauge at that point is, hey, are they listening to what's happening around them? Are they being engaged in their meetings? Do they understand the customers that they're providing services to? Uh, and do they, do they have an opinion as to what they think is important 
on their list, right? This is where I kind of started developing the, the, the habit and the behavior that I want is that they have ownership and pride in the work. Certainly, by the time they hit that first year, year and a half, they have to be coming with it, right? They have to be telling me, uh, Manny, this is what this is what's on deck. This is what I think we should have. And really, the the meetings and workless discussions at this point had more to do with just letting me know than really coming to me to ask, hey, what do you think I should work on? And the mistake that I saw time and time again, and even now that I've been with the company for uh, getting close to nine years is that I still see people have conversations around, well, what do we need to work? And they say, well, the boss will tell me. And guess what? You're right. The boss will tell you, right? But if that is your go-to gear where you have to go to your boss to solve every little issue, then what value do you bring? You definitely bring value in completing the work, but when it comes time to choosing folks for promotions or, cho- or, or choosing folks to, to take on new projects or to have breakout opportunities, for me, my experience has been that those early professionals that took ownership of understanding and wanting to set work prioritization were in a different league than those that just continuously asked me, what do I need to do next? Well, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Uh, For those of you that haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. That way you can get the latest and greatest information. Also, and this is something that uh, that was recommended to me. I've been kind of hesitant to do this, but uh, I still think it's important. And the way it was told to me is, hey, that the only way that people are going to benefit from this information is if it gets in front of other people. And the way these things work on uh, social media, uh, people are all about likes, comments and ratings. So if you've ever if you've been listening to this and you haven't already, uh, please comment. And I know I have this out on a variety of places, but either write uh, a review within uh, the the Apple podcast or on um on the anchor, you know, leave me a voice message that I could then uh, promote or um, on on LinkedIn or or on uh, Instagram. Right. Comments are the way that um, this is going to get in front of more people. Overall, my vision is that uh, is is to help these uh, students and early professionals gain uh, knowledge and learn from the mistakes that I've made. Uh, as well as some of my close colleagues, which I still, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm still having in my sights to start doing some interviews. I just got to learn a couple things uh, on how to uh, accomplish that. So please uh, share if you haven't, uh, leave a review if you've thought about it, make suggestions to the to the content, right? This is uh, for y'all. So if there's an item that you want me to dig more into or that wasn't clear uh, just uh, share that. Let let me know that, and I will take action on it. Uh, I've have had the pleasure of having some one on one discussions, really great uh, conversations, uh, phone calls with uh, folks from uh, cr- uh, students and early professionals from across the country. Uh, I hope you guys know that that is as much enriching for me as I hope it was uh, for y'all. I I firmly believe that I got here because of the help of mentors behind me. And so one of my big reasons for doing this is to is to help those that are coming up behind me. So uh, again, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and thanks for listening.